Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Just like Santa Claus. Sent across the street and around the world. That's just, that's what St. Nick does, doesn't he? Well, you're just about to get the lady behind the glass messed She's up She's getting all, all <laughs> Christmas on. So here's my question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What does it take for you to get your Christmas on? I mean, do you have to go, do you have to watch a certain movie? Do you have to hear certain songs? Do you have to eat certain kind of food? What What is it that, boom, Christmas is on for you? I would say for me, it's having the tree up. Okay. And just getting everything in the house. You know, we have certain ornaments that we've put on the tree every year. And, okay. And I made That us, gets you going. Yeah, all those things. Yep. I think My wife really is fun. the same way. I yep. think when that tree is up and she's decorating it, she and, and our daughter usually do that together. That's kind of a... That's, that's good. And some Nutcracker so music. You know, usually oh, I have nutcracker. a daughter in the Nutcracker, but this year I do not because we have no Nutcracker. <laughs> well, there you go. But well, That's another good one. Hmm, you better get your video out. So oh, you can, I have. Okay. You have, you've already got this <laughs> I've listened to, you know, all of the music and, oh, wow. and there's different recordings. And, so that yeah. gets your Christmas on. I love it. All right. That's good. How about yeah. you, Nathan? What My gets? wife burns these special candles around Christmas. And okay. it's like a cinnamon, uh, I don't know, fir tree thing. I okay. love it. Right. And so I associate that with Christmas, yeah. and uh, that's really wonderful. But as far as movies, I don't necessarily watch it every year, but you know the one uh, where they always say, you'll put your eye out with that. Oh, what a is Christmas that? story. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so I use that phrase way more often in December. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Even if it isn't apropos to anything else. Yeah, but. for sure. Okay. So the, you, so movie can, can you know, we, we're a big movie. We watch our certain the classics, you What's know. What's your favorite? Oh, if I have a favorite. I don't know if I have a favorite. Well, here's how it starts out, though. Okay, so it can start in November. My wife, Christmas is a big deal. My mm-hmm. my mother-in-law was like, uh, she could be Mrs. Santa. She was Christmas year-round, mm-hmm. buying gifts. She's always looked, thinking about Christmas. And then when she decorates, I mean, it was just like full-on Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. So that's kind of how my wife grew up. So see, she uh, she gets her Christmas on pretty pretty early on. But so the first thing, we'll start watching movies, but there'll be movies that have Christmas in them. Okay. okay. So like Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. Oh, no. Christmas oh. time. Wait, wait, wait. So you're like ramping you, up. You watch that one? <laughs> well, no, my wife does. Oh. <laughs> I was worried no, there for I a bit. Lying. I watch, lying. I watch every, all these movies. And so... Um, and so then anything that has Christmas in it, I think, I think we watch You've Got Mail. That's Christmas, right? Oh. Because she, oh, yeah. she's it? the shop around the corner. Oh, that's during right. During Christmas time. So, so you kind of ramp up into it by just right. having uh, movies that have Christmas in them. And then right. you, you advance. Now, we're in the advancement stage right now. <laughs> and so uh, we, we've been around our daughter. So we watch things like Elf and we do some of those, those kinds of movies. But... But, you know, there'll be, you know, when we get really hardcore, we're going to be right in the middle of, uh, um, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Um, you know, when, when it gets this life. wonderful life. And <laughs> That's those, those the best ones. one. Yeah, the, so we'll, we'll, you got to ramp up into those. So, you know, when you start off with it. So I have to say this. I can't, <laughs> so those who are listening cannot see what I saw. But when you mentioned Sleepless in Seattle, you did. Your your skin color changed just a little bit. kind of got redder. You're like, so oh, no. I was no. ashamed of this. Yeah. yeah. I've never uh, seen that. Hand That's over funny. your man card. Oh, right, right. 
That's so funny. No, no, you got to remember. So there's this one scene, I think it's the most funny scene, maybe of any movie, when when that, uh, it's actually Tom Hanks' wife. What's her name? Oh, are you talking about In her real Ryan? life. Oh, in real life is uh, Rita Wilson. Okay, she was she's in this movie. Remember, there's the two yeah. guys are talking. I don't know it as well as you gave. Is this Sleepless in Seattle? Or, <laughs> yes. Or, oh, okay. and, and she's talking about this story, you know, these people. She starts crying and everything, and then the two guys start start talking about how they're you know crying over some manly show, and he comes out and he shoots him because he's you know it's just a, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's, no, it's my favorite I, scene. I I you've really need go, to go back and you've see. You've got to go watch this. Okay. <laughs> Well, back to your It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. They have it in full color on Amazon, and I've never oh. watched it in color oh, wow. before. Wow. Yeah, and so I watch, I, you know, that's usually our Christmas Eve movie. Yep. That's like, that's us. That's our favorite. It's, it's, yeah. it's no like idea. one of the yeah. last things you but watch. But it's then... in color. And so it was, it's cool. really fun because there's pieces of it that I didn't quite catch. But when you see it in color, it's really cool. And the best is, you know, when they fall in the swimming pool. I, That's like a real school with the real gym floor that opened up in California. No kidding. Yeah. Because, of course, I had to research it. That's a real deal. (laughs) I know. It's cool. (laughs) Okay. So let's try to see if you can redeem this mess we've created here. (laughs) So (laughs) is there anything redeemable about... You've got some St. Nick stories or history, maybe. What do you got for us? Well, I'm curious because I just a few minutes ago, I heard someone say it was to, to Santa Claus or not to Santa oh, Claus. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I love how you always take it back to Shakespeare. Your love of Broadway keeps <laughs> popping out there. You're welcome. But I am curious about the question posed with that. Yeah, there okay. you go. Well, so, we, in fact, we were talking this about this in the office last week. And, you know, do you put up a tree? Do you oh, yeah. celebrate Santa in your home and stuff? And so, uh, you know, our family, I, both my husband and I both grew up having Santa. Didn't really think a whole lot about it. Right. And then we were, when Gracie was, I don't know, about a year, we were toying with, do we, do we have Santa in her life or not? And um, we had this next door neighbor that was just, she was just a great mentor to me. And she said, you know, um, it's really, I think it can really be a challenge for kids when we tell them that this belief in Santa and he is real and he does all this for you. And then it's kind of a bait and switch when they don't believe. And then how do we build up faith in Jesus when we don't see him, but he is real. And so that really struck a big chord with me. And then what what sealed the deal was she was terrified of Santa. Yeah. And so we were like, yeah, okay. Why does why would we tell her, oh, this guy that you're so afraid of, we can't even walk down in the mall. He's going to sneak in the house in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> That's a good Don't point. worry about it. <laughs> so anyway, that was our take on it. And I, But I think that there can be, people can get kind of tripped up on that. So I thought, yeah. you know, that'd be a good... Talking point. Well, I'll I'll that go next, good. and then you can give us the the. Yeah. Well, I we we always struggled with that too, and we did do the Santa thing. I grew up with Santa and all that, and that was no didn't seem like any problem, and so you know we we actually you know had Santa, and we this is from Santa, or we do the stockings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually unwrap our gifts, um, you know, Christmas Eve, and then we'd have the stockings in the morning because that's what Jesus would do, and so that's where we did it. <laughs> But I think no, that's, that's somewhere in hesitations. <laughs> right. No, I love that hesitation. I'm going to use that. That's good. <laughs> but uh, so, but we really tried to more downplay and, and really make this thing, this is about Christ and this is about Jesus' birthday when he was born. And so as parents, that's how we kind of handled it. But we didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't go completely, you know, no Santa. So we kind yeah. of worked it in, but we... It was downplayed. That's how I would say how we handled it. Yeah. Well, so um, we were kind of straight up front with with this from the very beginning because of that same question. I yeah. was very interested 
Um, no, on the other hand, my youngest still thinks the tooth fairy is real. So, okay. I mean, well, there's yeah. that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but when it comes to Santa Claus, um, it, we were pretty straight up that, uh, and, and, and here's my way of introducing it. So I could ask my kids right now, what is Santa's favorite cookie? And they would tell you it's a white chocolate, dark chocolate, macadamia nut cookie. Perfect. Which they also know. It's a whole lot like yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we, we eased into it, but right. I never once said it was real. Yeah. On the other hand, um, of course, now they all know that. But I've been able to point out that Jesus is real. Yeah. You know, and so I don't know. Eventually, we're going to have to get around to the tooth fairy, but I haven't had to contemplate that one too much yet. <laughs> well, if you just forget a tooth once, then you'll be fine. By the way, inflation on the tooth fairy. I oh. know we're way off, uh, <laughs> off, off tra- track. What is here. what is the going rate for a tooth? Well, now? I think it's around two bucks, but oh. you have to go get those little coins. Uh, it's the one dollar coins. Wow! So it's not enough just to have two one dollar bills. The other thing too is we That's kept forgetting. Funny. So we'll have them go to the front door, and I'm sure our neighbors. So we used to live out on a ranch on the west side of town, and it worked well back there. But um, we would forget and say, oh, son, you forgot to you forgot to tell her that you lost a tooth. <laughs> and so we make them go to the door, and they have to open the door, and tooth fairy, tooth fairy, I lost a tooth. <laughs> and then on the second night, you know, after they forgot, well, I, she was on the opposite side of the globe. She's COVID held her up. That was oh, the latest one. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Man, you. Oh, you're. Well, I'm glad you fixed the Santa Claus thing, so you can completely explode the whole oh, tooth fairy thing. Yeah, I, we've got it. And if y'all have wisdom, please guide me on that one. <laughs> I don't think I can bail you out of that. One. Okay. You're, well, you got you got way you dug a deep hole there. Well, anyway, so but okay, so let's go back to Saint Nick because there was some right. some redeemable things about this jolly old Saint Nick early on. Right, right. And uh, what kind of where did that story begin and where to go? So Santa Claus simply means Saint Claus, right? And but but if you go backwards in history, Saint Nicholas. What's so intriguing about that, and even in the Orthodox Church, I understand today. But if you go way back, you will find as many uh, icons or images of Saint Nicholas as you would of Saint Peter in the Roman Church or something like that. So Saint Nicholas was a very respected man. He was actually present at the Council of Nicaea, and uh, very he wow. was. Um, he was a man. So, so the way the whole Christmas gift giving uh, thing. So this comes from a guy by the name of Bill Federer, a historian yep. that I really respect and have had the opportunity to meet now. And he gave me uh, uh, on PDF one of his latest books, which is really great. But Bill Federer uh, pointed out in one of his books on this subject, he uh, brings up the fact that St. Nicholas, the way the whole tradition got started was um, there was a man who was about to, he was in, impoverished. And so he was going to lose everything and wind up in a debtor's prison, you know, in the early 300s. Yeah, I was going to say, that's and, early on. Right. That, that was St. Nicholas. Right. No, no, so it wasn't St. Nicholas. There was a man in the town, I think, of Myra. Okay. And, um, and so what he was going to have to do, though, to try to preserve his daughters, um, uh, rather than have, her, have them sold off into slavery, was to try to marry them off. But he didn't have money for a dowry. And so no one would do anything. So uh, one evening, tradition goes that uh, Nicholas um, came along and had a uh, a bundle of money that he tossed into uh, through a window and into the home, and that was to try to help the oldest daughter get married off, and it landed in a stocking. Mm. Okay. uh, And so they were able to marry her off. The same thing happened with the second daughter. And then the third daughter came around, and, and, 
it, Nicholas would leave before anybody would knew, uh, know what's going on. So they didn't know how they got in, he got into the room. Oh. By the time the third one came around, though, he actually was waiting up for that and ran out and grabbed him. And he said, I just don't tell anybody about me, okay? I'll be darned. And, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's how that tradition, one of the many traditions got started. So I'm just going to back up. So that mm-hmm. was a, that's a, a, supposedly a real story that right. happened, right? Right, right. And we're talking three... What did you say? So, so, so he was born, uh, according to the studies, in 280 okay. AD. Okay. And of course, we know that he lived through the Council of Nicaea, which the the penultimate year of that was 325. 325. And right. so he probably would have gone to about 340. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a and so that's a real story. Saint Nick. He was the real guy. He really right. did those thing that thing for those girls. And right. was there any other benevolent things that he did, or was that kind of his? Well, that became done? a tradition. Okay. That became a tr- tradition specifically because of that. Okay. And interestingly enough, though, people were very quickly were able to pick up on the fact that the greatest gift ever given was given at Christmas by God himself to us. Right. And so the tradition of giving gifts to one another was essentially in celebration of God's giving to us. Right. And so, but Nicholas, of course, as his, as his star rose, if you will, um, he became uh, central to that. Interestingly, also, he became the patron saint of pawnbrokers as well. But uh, <laughs> And pawnbrokers in the Middle Ages, they had these three balls that would stand kind of brass ones that would stand outside of a um, the front door of a pawn shop Okay, uh, back then. And uh, that was because of the three separate gifts that he had given. And so th- there's, there's a whole bunch of tradition. Wow. But Martin Luther, so this is the interesting thing. In the Reformation, a lot of this changed. So rather than... Uh, Christmas had gone terribly awry, of course, like many other things, uh, spiritual in Europe had gone terribly awry by the time of the Reformation. And so Martin Luther wanted to restore things back to uh, uh, the Christ child himself. And, uh, and so, but of course, in German, that's uh, Chris, uh, Chris Kindle or Chris Kringle. Okay. is where that term comes up. So that came out of the Reformation. But really, it was still pointing back to St. Nicholas. So a lot of those traditions still continued, but it as it spread through the centuries and uh, and, and so on, there were a lot of new traditions that came so up. So m- tell me, wh- how did Chris Kringle come out of uh, Luther exactly? What yeah. I don't know if I fully get that connection. Yeah, le- well, so this is what's so intriguing. All right, so the Germans, gift-giving, it was moved to December the 25th. Okay. Uh, under him, and uh, he was trying to do away with what he considered saint days. So you wouldn't have a St. Nicholas Day specifically because he felt that that would have been a distraction from Christ. Right. Of course, Solus Christus was uh, of such value then. Okay, and so let's just hold, mm-hmm. pause for just a second. So um, Luther, in 1500s, right, he's, right. he is a uh, Catholic priest, and the mm-hmm. Reformation is he's trying to reform the Catholic Church. Right, right. Get it back to its roots. So that's kind of his theme of, of his life, really. Right. So La Christa, uh, Christ alone, the word, uh, God alone, uh, faith alone. I can't yeah. remember the five solas, right, but right. those are the things that he's trying to get us back to. Okay, so that's 1500s. And so he's trying to get Christmas, if you will. He's trying to redeem Christmas a little bit. Is that right. what you're saying? That's exactly right. Because the saints, there was all this... I don't know what the saints are in right. Catholicism. I should, but I don't. <clears throat> but one of those saints, are, are you saying that there's one of those saints that we, they see all the time? It's St. Nicholas, right, or at right. least in the old 
Right, exactly. Because he's recognized by both the Roman church and the Orthodox church. Okay, that's good. And so he was trying to redeem all that. And it's on the timeline. So, of course, uh, he nailed his 95 Theses in 1517 to the Wittenberg church doors. And so so that's the timeline. And so what he was trying to do also is get away from overemphasis on the saints. And he wanted to return people back to the actual reason for the season, which is Christ. Got it. And so, of course, that's where he introduces Chris Kindle or uh, Chris Kringle. But Chris Kindle is uh, in German. It's Christ child. And so, um, of course, you would recognize uh, kindergarten. You know, those are all words that kind of wrap up that we even understand in English together. So in December 25th, what they would do, though, is they would talk about gifts, but they would give them specifically in honor of the Christ child. Gotcha. And then it came around as it was almost like the Christ child was the one giving it to you. So Chris Kringle would be giving you these gifts on December the 25th. And so, wow, yeah, those are, I did not know that. Right. Okay. Right. You, you blew past something. You just threw out kindergarten. What does that, so does that tie back to kinder and Kindle and all of those things? So you can see the connection, the, uh, the language connection, the child, right. In German. Okay. Right. So it's just simply German for child. Uh, mm-hmm. didn't know that. Okay, good. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that was kind of a, that's fun. Yeah, right, right. There's a lot of traditions that have crept up around Christmas. So there was actually, I mean, can you think, I'm, I'm, I'm put, really putting you on the spot here, but some of those, I don't know, I think Silent Night and some of those songs that we sing even today, weren't they kind of born out of that same era or is that later? No, it's, well, slightly later. Okay. Of course, all of this is way back when, but uh, Franz Gruber. Um, uh, Silent Night. It's really in German. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like. German. And I, I think actually in this case, he still was uh, Catholic as, as opposed to Lutheran. But okay. uh, the story, I remember the story and it has nothing to do with anything that I, you're right. It did catch me off guard, but I, I, I remember the story. So he was out in, a, in his parish and he was visiting someone and uh, he was returning back to his church late, late, late. And he's crunching through the snow and it's cold but you can see every star in the sky. Okay. And he has this thought for, it was a silent night, a holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Right. Well, and it's a beautiful song. I, although I would say if you have a whole heavenly host saying glory and hallelujah, it may not have, be a, it may not have been as quiet as the song alludes well, to. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be a big, big right. sound to have. Right, right, those, right, right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful songs, you know, yeah. and it's fun because we almost return to um, a liturgical root, even those of us who are away from the a liturgical church, yeah. it feels comfortable. It feels okay at yeah. Christmas. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and those stories are rich. And I'm you've you've taken me back to a place I've never never known before of uh, if uh, of Saint Nick. I've always heard of Saint mm-hmm. Nick, but I didn't realize he was actually a part of or participated in the the Nicene Creed. Is that right? Right. The Nicene. Right. And this is intriguing because he wasn't always jolly old Saint Nick. <laughs> There's a great story uh, toward the end of the Council of Nicaea where um, the, when the Arian heresy was coming up in church history, he literally walks up to Arius and slaps him in the face. He wasn't so jolly at the time. Wow. But he was a defender of the faith. He was very, very concerned about the scripture. And, um, and so these men of old, and, and that's the way it is with a good Christian. A good Christian cares very much about what you say, but he's always going to love you through it. And so 
let's let's play that out a little bit. And then and sometimes I wish that I would do a little bit more, get a running start. But the Nicene Creed mm-hmm. was essential because they were trying to decide if the deity of Christ is that is that the one of the things or what was right. the main thing of the Nicene Creed? Right. Well, there had been an error that had crept into the early church called Gnosticism. And it was a question as to whether, um, and, and actually there was a later relationship to it called Manichaeanism. And it was the idea that all things bad are, are physical and earthly and all things good are spiritual. And so therefore you had this struggle. Some people believed that uh, Jesus, it, it had to be a hologram or something on the cross, or maybe it was just an earthly guy, an earthly representation, because how could something perfect in, in, in deity actually be nailed to a cross. Right. And so the question, and, and it's a big fancy word we talk about in theological circles, but it's called the hypostatic union. Yep. The fact that God, Jesus Christ, was 100% God and 100% man, and 100 plus 100 equals 100, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that is that he was 100% God at the same time that he was 100% man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right, and it matters. But that Nicene Creed is where they really hashed that out. Exactly. It, which I, I think is interesting to think that, so if St. Nick, and he's one of those, and then even even later with uh, Chris Kringle of, of uh, the uh, Luther's era, mm-hmm. uh, it's really taking us back to it's all about Christ. All about It's Christ. really interesting to me. Those yeah. All the roads are leading back to Christ, and really, to me, that's what Christmas is. Exactly. I mean, the, the thing that always amazes me about Christmas, I mean, without Easter, we have no eternal life. We have no resurrection from the dead, and that's, that's essential to our faith. But I, I think it's the most sweet, amazing thing to think that God chose an infant, mm-hmm. and uh, we celebrated it December 25th. But I think there's some reasons to believe that, that actually he, I, I think there's some good reasons to think that he was born around that time, but that's just, that's a whole yeah. other story. Yeah. But, um, but I think it's just amazing to think that here on this planet, God invaded uh, and he came in the form of a, of a baby. But even before that, he, he was a, he was a pregnancy in, in a mm-hmm. teenage virgin right. womb, right. I think. And they think that that is how God chose to, to enter into our existence and that we celebrate that. I, I think it's an important, it's a huge, uh, I think it's huge. And I, you know, I don't think that we don't want Santa Claus to distract from that. Exactly. Right. We've got to make sure right. that, that Christ is, is big right. around our, around our Christmas tree. Amen. Wow. It's fun. Thanks, Nathan. Be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.